can take our seats, please. Let's appreciate the first team. Thank you so much for the Let's come up with one more time. I said let's come for the first team. All right, okay, thank you. Um, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful morning. Amen. Just look at man take away their power. One thing they can never do is to take away the power of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, I want us to open Proverbs 17. Uh, we'll start from there. But in a moment, I want to just begin to pray and uh, ask the Lord to speak to you. Uh, this morning, I want you to pray and declare that you are not going to be able to remain the same. In Jesus' mighty name, let's begin to pray. Father God, we pray that may you speak to us this morning, to give you our hearts, Lord, to give you our minds, to pray so God to be instructed and we pray that Lord, you may have your way in Jesus' name. May our lives, Lord, not be the same, for that we have come to receive the which you have in store for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. for every person we come against every wandering mind Lord may you capture all our minds and our hearts that we may be focused on you to receive what you have in store for us in Jesus mighty name Amen and Amen, amen. Hallelujah amen. Okay. I said we are going to read uh, Proverbs chapter 17 verse 24 Good morning, everybody. I'm going to use Google's uh, translation. On Wednesday, we talked about how to capture and run faithfully the theme for the word of the day. That was a sermon. I, I pray we can go back to it and be able to learn one or two things. So I'll try by all means to to speak up so that you can all get me. Maybe for now what we can do, I'm kindly asking can we move like there are seats in front of you, let's, let's just try to move so at least we can all be a bit closer. So today in the same vein, we will discuss yet something that is really going to help us shape our mindsets and our mentality concerning the new year 
can you make a new year become your year? Because we can talk about a new year and it ends up not being your year. Like I mentioned on Wednesday, you can imagine probably there is someone out there that has already been heartbroken, maybe they have been disappointed, and they are looking forward to 2024. And today is just seven days into the new year. So that tells you that there is a lot that happens. Okay, so how do you make your new year become your year? How can you have a meaningful year? Let's say from January through to December. When you look back to where this year began, will you be proud of yourself? Will you be proud of what you will achieve, what you will obtain, and what you will become eventually? So that's what we are focusing on because the moment we tell ourselves that we still have a lot of time, then that's number one lie that we should get rid of this morning. So Proverbs 17 verse 24, uh, using good news translation, the Bible says, an intelligent person aims at wise action. An intelligent person aims at wise action. But a fool starts off in many directions, you can imagine. So, a wise person is being distinguished from a person who is unwise. A person who is unwise starts off in many directions. You are able to see that a person who is unwise is a directionless human being. While a person who is wise is a person that has got direction. This is a person that has got focus. Because there is how they have got this intelligence that helps them to aim at a particular thing. They are very focused. They are goal-oriented. While those who are not wise are the ones who just start off. How do you leave home without predetermining where you're going? The success of a journey is not only when you start off, but when you know where you're going. The success of a journey is predetermining where you are going even before you get there. Because when you know where you are going, the moment you are starting off, you will know which route to use, how long it will take you. Because you know where you are going. But if you don't know where you are going, you will waste a lot of time, you will waste your energy, and eventually you will end up wasting your life. So Proverbs 17.24 has taught us something that is very profound. An intelligent, wise person aims at wise, uh, at, at what? Wise action. So you, you are wise in the way you take action. But a fool will start off without direction. Now can you believe, I believe some of us haven't moved on. I'll be very honest with you, I was... Um, several times this week, I really struggled. I was, I, I found myself writing several receipts, not less than three, not less than four. I think they even got up to five. And I found myself writing, maybe it was, if it was third or fourth of January, I was very okay with the month and the date, but I struggled on the year. I kept on indicating 
in 2022. Why? It is because mentally, we have not yet believed that we have crossed over to a new year. We are in 2023 in, in, in the actual sense, but our mentality, most of us, is still in 20 what? 2022. So we, we need to make a deliberate decision, a mental decision, that will help us to understand and come to terms to accept that we have moved on, we've crossed over to a new year. It just feels like yesterday when we crossed over. And yet you can imagine, it's already seven days, already one week into the new year. Now, how have you maximized your seven days in the new year? What have you done in seven days? Those of you that are always, I, I, I'll give you a very good example. I've been reading the Bible with a lot of people. And one thing that I'll, I'll plainly and publicly tell you is this. What affects many people? To not finish reading their Bible in the year is because they always feel they have more time. So, for example, we are we are seven days into the new year, and there are already some people who are three or four days behind. Now, what happens is you being behind accumulates with time. So, if you are four or three days behind, next month you find yourself 15, 15 days, 20 days behind. And the moment you discover you are more behind, that will psychologically affect you to feel like you've already lost that battle. Or maybe you've lost out on that journey. So the key to making the best out of this year is to be very conscious, to be very wise in how we are utilizing our time. Very important. Telling yourself that you have a lot of time will just keep you in one place in a very, very long time. Some of you probably were supposed to start a program years ago and you procrastinated, you delayed it, you told yourself, I still have time. Three, four years later, you've probably thought about it if I enrolled in school, I was going to have maybe a certificate, I was going to have maybe a diploma. I was going to maybe have a degree, okay? I'm sure we've all been there. So three years later, you have nothing. But if you took that step, three years later, you are going to have something. So I want to challenge you that a new year will just be a change in number if there is no change in attitude. As I'm numbers that will last, so about in 2023, next year we'll go to 2024. Pachoka three, Pabuera four. The other year, Pachoka four, Pabuera five. And nothing will be seen to be changing in our lives if there is no mental change. If there is no change in attitude, we are going to just have a change in numbers and our lives will keep on declining, will keep on going backwards and will not be making progress. So procrastination is the major sponsor of stagnation and failure in life. Let me say it again. Procrastination is a major sponsor of failure and you know stagnation, frustration in life. When you always tell yourself, okay, I will not do this today, I will do it tomorrow, I will do it next week, I will do it next month, I will do it next year. 
you will discover that you will keep on being at the same level. So many people are not succeeding, not because they are cursed, but because they are afraid to start. Some people are afraid to step out of their comfort zone. There, there is a lot of what if. You know, what ifs. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if I fail, they laugh at me? What if I start along the way and maybe I run out of resources? What if I, 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 I seriously follow God and I struggle maybe with addictions? So there is a lot of what ifs that are keeping people in one place. So many people are afraid to start. And then secondly, many people are thinking they still have a lot of time. They keep on procrastinating. The procrastinate is to push what you're supposed to do now to a later day or time. While you think you still have a lot of time on your side. So, beloved, one thing that you should keep in mind is this. With each year that passes by, you are losing strength and you are drawing closer to the grave. This is something that many believers don't want to talk about. But it is, it is a fact that if Jesus delays to come, if he tarries to come, if he doesn't come while you are still alive, what's going to happen is that the more we are living, you can imagine, last year I was... 31. This year I will be turning 32. So the more you are aging, the more you are losing your what? Your strength. The more you are losing that vigor. And the more you are growing, each year it is drawing you closer and closer to the grave. So you have to be wise enough not to just exist. You have to make a conscious decision to start living. So in this, old, uh, in this new year, we, we can all decide to do one of the two things I, I, I will mention quickly. Uh, number one, maybe you can choose to waste your life away by continuing to complain about your past failures. You keep on complaining about what didn't work last year. You keep on complaining about the people that hurt you. You keep on complaining about the people that dislike you. You keep on complaining about the people that rejected, disappointed you. You keep on complaining about the opportunities that never worked. You can choose to complain or you can choose. The second category of people is you can choose to learn your lessons from what happened yesterday, decide to do better today and anticipate a better tomorrow. The choice is yours. You can choose to have a pity party or you can choose to have a careful examination of your life. Then you pick it up from where you are. You begin to project a future that will be different from your yesterday. So ask your neighbor, are you going to keep crying or mourning over the past or you will learn from the past? I know I've said a lot. Just tell them in your local language so that it can be easy. <laughs> year can become the greatest year of your life. 
depending on your attitude. This year can also become the worst year of your life, depending on your attitude. So, the worst you can experience, or the greatest you can experience, is all dependent on your attitude. Time will never wait for anybody. It is ticking. It is ticking. It just feels like yesterday when we crossed over the new year. Let's just be honest. I said it's already seven days. Next week, Saturday, it will be 14 days into the new year. The other week, 21 days. In the next three weeks, we'll be in the, in, in the second month of the year. Time is not going to work for you. So like I always say, a change in year will just be a change in number if there is no change in attitude. So what are you going to do with this new year, with 2023? <clears throat> How will this year be different from last year and the previous years that have gone by? It is beyond just believing and speaking it. We are, yes, we believe this is our year of grace. We believe this is our year of open doors, our year of the supernatural our year of favor, and our year of this and that. But let me tell you one thing. It is beyond believing. It is beyond declaring it. We also have a role to play. There is something that we can do about it to make this year become our year. Just like we all have 24 hours, no one is going to complain. Okay, let, let, in a, in, uh, maybe... Let me simply put it this way. Who can claim they are busier than me in this place? I'm going to give you money. And you tell me what you do, I tell you what I do. <laughs> I'm going to give you money. A good amount. Who can claim you are more busier than I am? You've got more responsibilities. More bills than me. If we can be honest, I believe I've been approached by a lot of people, even just from within the church, that have asked me, how do you manage? Because you can imagine, while many people are sleeping, I am awake in the night. I have to do other things during the day. I also have to do other things in the night. So people are snoring and they're sleeping. I am busy reading, researching, and probably learning because I, I do a lot of online school. I'm always learning. And then during the day, you always have to put up with those calls. Those around me will tell you that I always receive calls. No, there's organism. You always have needs knocking at your door. You have bills and so much more. At one time, I actually thought about it. That you know, I can't even save something for myself. Because it's like, you know where, whatever little comes already has where to go. Now here is the thing. We all have 24 hours. If you are going to say, I cannot read the Bible because I am in school. Then you are not serious with God. You cannot put God on hold. What if Jesus comes when you are in your second day? You would have wasted two years studying what didn't even benefit you. What's my point? Am I saying school is not important? No. 
All I'm saying is that never put God aside. There are people who stop going to church when they are preparing for their marriage. Do you know that? At Tangarapo busy. And then when they beat you, you start asking Jesus, where are you? Where did you leave him when you are preparing? When you have a red eye and you just say, <laughs> And Jesus will just be looking at you and say, okay, I will have mercy on you, my daughter. But you push me aside. No matter how busy you become, in fact, the test of your loyalty to God is when you are busy. The test of your loyalty to God is when you are busy. The, the, the mastery of how you can you can manage your time is what shows what you value. So we all have 24 hours. You can decide to do school, you can decide to do fellowship, you can decide to do business, you can decide to do other works and so much more in 24 hours. Others will choose to make excuses while you choose to make progress. It's beyond just believing and speaking it. We have to, we have to become deliberate. For example, when you go to town, you will realize that there are a lot of businesses that you can do. Some of you have got a smartphone that is not making you smart. <laughs> I always say this. You have a smartphone, all you know is texting 10 daughters. <laughs> all you know is texting other people's sons. Good morning, Prince Charlie. <laughs> Prince Charlie. There is Prince Charlie. There is Prince Charlie. <laughs> there is Prince Charlie. Good morning, my husband. <laughs> but look at this. Haven't you observed that nowadays you don't need a physical shop for you to sell? You can have a 500 kwacha. You go to Saraula, you can buy clothes. People are lazy to go to town. So you go on their behalf. You can order things and begin to supply them. You begin to tell them, why, why are you boy? This is Pakistan. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about <laughs> what you were showing me last evening. I'm just trying to make them. I, I, I'm trying to give you business software. <laughs> like what we do when we're explaining the, uh, the games that come with the pre on Samsung's. So you've seen these dots. It shows you this cream is original. <laughs> but all I'm trying to say is that. There are people who are lazy. Some, some are not lazy, per se. some are busy, they don't have time. So you can go on their behalf. You can order things, just choose classic, classic clothes. You resell, you make something for yourself. So you can choose to make an excuse, or you can choose to make, to make progress. Some of you might be saying, Pastor, that's what many people love to say. Have you ever sat down to count or to calculate how much money you use on bundles? That can be your capital. That can be your capital. 
And you, you know, some of you just like I always say, it's a poverty mentality. You don't, you don't look like the problems you claim to have. At least you manage to even buy that week. You manage to even have that swag. Some of you, you are putting on your capital. How do you buy a belt that costs you three fifty <laughs> when you can order stuff? If I put on, I'm not saying we should. Um, we should put on cheap things, like I can use that loosely. But all I'm saying is, don't live above your means in the moment. Invest. Then, when you have enough, you can enjoy part of the money, and you still have an investment running. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are tired of the kind of church that just tells you, I see you going somewhere, because everybody's going somewhere. We just go different destinies, destinations rather. We have to challenge you to think a certain way. When you leave church, it's not just about saying amen, hallelujah. It's about thinking about what you can do with your life. You cannot be a young lady that is always asking for money from, from other people's sons. When, when they text you, hey, baby boy, you even know where it's going. Baby boy, I was wondering if you can help me with, you know. And sometimes, how ladies ask, you know, tell me, I was just asking for just a 250, just a 250. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're there thinking, just. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. One of the things that I have seen by the grace of God, I'm, I'm quite generous, but I'm not going to sponsor laziness. And I think, do you know, the way you know me, do you know that there are actually a lot of girls out there that during our, you know, our prime, okay, you know what I'm talking about, eh? During our boyhood days, there are girls still today, they conclude that George Nwakas, the way you know me. I will not have to boy. You know, sometimes in college, girls will try to be funny. If we were going to have fritters by the college, Corner of Nipper and Evelyn on, and someone wants you to buy them a tangy. It's an insult. <laughs> I want you to buy them tangy drink <laughs> when we are making zigola. I said, Mana, anyway. So, what I'm trying to say is don't spend more than you, you are earning. Don't make yourself broke before you have anything. So, I know 2020, 2022 was a great year. It was a tough year, it was a blessed year, full of challenges, good things, bad things. But I believe the right attitude we must have is to learn from what happened last year. Now, the bad news is that there is nothing we can do to change whatever happened already. But the good news is that we have an opportunity to change our tomorrow today. Let me say it again. The bad news is that we can never undo what happened yesterday, but we have an opportunity 
to make our tomorrow better today. So God brings life to us in small pieces. And you know those small pieces are called hours, they are called minutes, they are called weeks, months. So how we utilize uh, our, our hours, how we utilize our days, our weeks and our months will determine what our year will look like. Because seven days will make one week. Four weeks will make one month. Twelve months will make one year. So you are able to see, you cannot talk about a successful year minus going back to how you use your minutes, your hours, your days, your weeks, your months. That's why I said God gives us blessings in small, in small pieces. And those pieces put together are what make up your year at the end of the day. So at the beginning of every year, God is saying there is a hope that you can do better. Let's wipe the slate clean. Let's start all over again. And that is good news. It's God is saying he wants to do new things in our lives. But how can God do new things in our lives when we still are entertaining old habits? When we are still entertaining um, an old mindset? When we are still holding on to our past, I want us to go to Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. Quickly, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says, but the Lord says, do not cling to events of the past or dwell on what happened a long time ago. Watch for the new. So, if you want to hold on to your future, if you want to capture your future, do not cling to the past. How can you get a hold of the future if you are still attached to the past? So God is saying, I have got nothing that can stop me from making your life better. I have got nothing that can stop me from making your new year new and better. But here is one thing. It is you that is holding me back because you are still holding on to your yesterday you are still mourning your bad decisions you are still contemplating what happened to me how many people hate me who rejected me the doors that did open for me god is saying forget about what happened last year you can learn lessons but if you are going to see the future coming to pass then you have to be future oriented you cannot be in your past and expect to live in your future there are people who are living in the now, but their mindset is still in there yesterday. So God is saying, verse 19, watch for the new thing I am going to do. It is happening already. Sometimes you cannot see the new things that are happening because all you are remembering are the bad things, the old things that happened. A different man has come your way. Sister Mwewa. Oh, that's the uh, name for us. Okay, Sister Mwewa just sounds, but you know, how can someone from Eastern Province have Mwewa as their name? It's, uh, it's a fufu baby, whatever that means. But what I'm trying to say is this, Sister Mwewa, you know, I want my sister, I want to marry you. You know, in the realm of my, 
of my love life. You are my goodbye. And then, <laughs> all that system when we seen is there is a new guy, but he may do what these other guys did. The moment you don't move on from what happened yesterday, even your now will be affected. So God is saying, if you want to experience the new, our mindset has to become what? New. Our attitude has to become our approach to life, everything has to become new. I want us to go to to go back to Proverbs 17 verse 24 quickly. And I'm going to give you uh, keys that can help you to make this new year your year and you will be done. Proverbs 17 24. The Bible says, An intelligent person aims at wise actions, but a fool starts off in many directions. An intelligent person aims at wise actions, but a fool starts off in many directions. So now, for many people, the last part is what describes them. They start off in many directions. They have no particular thing they're aiming at in life. That's the reason why you will find someone who never dreamt to maybe apply for this particular thing. They, okay, I'm not trying to be, be picky, but one thing I have told myself, I think from, from the time I was young, this is me, I don't know about you, I told myself that not every job opportunity was meant for me. Okay, so there is a place where you are not just going to hear, there is an advert, Uzamsi, and you go, let me give you. You hear there is an advert for some beef. You can't even kill a chicken. <laughs> you want to be slaughtering keto. You know, some of these things, it's not faith. It is fake. You are just trying to try whatever can work. And that is why many people are frustrated because they are trying everywhere. So this, this scripture has told us that those people who are unwise, they start off in many directions. They have no direction. Wherever they hear there is an opportunity. Let me give it a try. Some of you, you don't even know. You cannot even run 100 meters or 200 meters. You are applying for the army. And then it can be no. So what I'm trying to say is you must have direction in life. Be decided. There is no way in five years, 2011, you wanted to study agriculture. 2012, you wanted to study pharmacy. 2013, you wanted to study social, uh, what do you call that? Social work? Social work, right? Then 2014, you wanted to study business administration. 2015, you wanted to study law. Let me tell you one thing. There is no faith in that. Don't the direction. You cannot be everything. You cannot be everything. That is not diversification as if it's business. It is confusion. The reason why we even have a lot of um, what word can I use? We have a lot of 
chaos in the medical fraternity, for example, uh, in public health, the reason why we have a lot of chaos is because a lot of people were there, didn't go there because they were passionate, but because someone told them when you do a medical course, you will get a job quickly. True of us? And those guys are taught that what they are supposed to do is actually inject life. Even when you say, mm, in a similar motion, they tell you to say, oh, I'm poor, don't worry. You know what they're supposed to do? They're supposed to revive life in you. So what I'm trying to say is that this scripture is very clear. You're not just going to start off in many directions. Tell your neighbor, botanical order. How do you expect to have a meaningful year when you start off, when you start your year off with no proper planning? Tell your neighbor, planning isn't a lack of faith. It is actually the expression of it. When you are planning, you are not saying you have no faith. You are actually expressing how much faith you have. Because you are planning to do what is not there. It shows you are envisioning with the eyes of faith. The Bible says don't walk by sight. You walk by? By faith. Meaning, you begin to put your faith on the paper in written form. You begin to plan. This is what I want to do this year. You are envisioning it. So planning is not a lack of faith, but the expression of it. Then now notice the words at the beginning of Proverbs 17 verse 24. We are told an intelligent person aims at wise what? Actions. It means that wise people have goals. They are goal-oriented. Wise people have got an aim. They have direction. They are very objective. They have a target. Have you set your goals for 2023? Have you set your goals for 2023? Sometimes, before they can call you, let me be honest with you. They can call you and tell you, you know, Uncle Man, and sometimes you even know that my short my short temper can't allow me to handle it. You've never even been passionate. And we'll just be we'll be bringing the Holy Communion to my what I'm, I'm trying to say is don't go for every opportunity that comes your way. Even Jesus said, let your yes be. Your no be. There are things to say yes to. And there are things to say no to. Not every opportunity is yours. That's why in Palast, Umakala frustrated because if it doesn't work out, they should not think. How many people are you going to be hating at the end of the day? And that hate 
was actually going to be avoided if you had direction. So you need to have, you set a specific goal. As a child of God, you receive your call and serve because you, you, you are jobless. Have you noticed that your area of need can become your area of great temptation? Let me say it again. Your area of what? Can become an area of great temptation. When you are jobless, and maybe someone opens a liquor store, and they come and invite you, and they say, you know, it's not a big deal, I'm not going to be drinking yet. I just want you to be selling for me. Tongue speaking, walking in the fear of the Lord. Someone who has a mandate to deliver people from drunkardness starts selling alcohol. Why? I need a job. And in that moment, you have to be very careful. Are you going to take it up or not? I know it's very easy for us to say, I can't take it up. But if it was offered, and they told you, you are going to make it maybe 5,000, 10,000, for yourself on a monthly basis. In that moment, you even say, first than that case. Asamichinge. And they even tell you, you are going to be working every day. And they tell you, no, for, for now, if I'm going to see this, it's more. 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 If I'm going Check and find out where they are today. Do not allow your desperation to take you to destruction. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. So this morning I want to share with you a few keys that will help you and I to get the most out of this new year. You'll agree with me that keys are very important. Have you, have you observed this room? God was gave me a revelation. Keys are smaller than the engine you're operating. Keys are smaller than the building you're operating. Have you, have you realized that? Mm -hmm. The keys we use for this place, are they the size of this building? As small as a key is, it unlocks big things. It runs big engines. You can imagine, this is not all of it. This is a key. Ah, whatever has happened. So this is a key. This one. It drives. Don't shout. Someone who may want to buy me a Benz, they may hear and change their mind. <laughs> but all we know is that it drives a big what? If if I lose that key now. That vehicle will not move. <laughs> if you lose that key for the church, this building will not open. So I'm telling you this because I want you to pay particular attention. Sometimes when we are sharing these keys, Tima Sula, and we don't see these things working for us. So keys that will help you to make your year meaningful. Tell your neighbor, no keys. No access. No, no, no access. 
No key to this place. We can't have access to this place. And unless we break into this place. And you know that is illegal for lack of better terms. That's why even Jesus said in John chapter 10, he said, I am the door. Whoever enters by any other means is a thief. No key, no access, no key, no motion, no progress. There are certain machines, no key in the ignition, it won't run. It is my prayer that these keys would help us to start off our year on a good note and to also help us remain on the right path. In Jesus' name. Amen. Number one, what are we supposed to do? to make our year meaningful. Accept and take responsibility for your own life. Tell your neighbor that. Accept and take what? Responsibility for your own life. Stop looking at what is happening in the lives of other people. Start looking at what is happening in your own life. Some people are so depressed because they always focus on what is happening in the lives of other people. They want to determine their success based on what other people are driving, what phones they are using, what house they are living in, where, which area they are coming from, what clothes they are putting on. They can inspire you, but they should not detect how you live. Tell your neighbor, stay in your own league. You can hope for the best, for the best but you know what, beloved? Today, I am challenging you, accept and take responsibility for your own life. You are not going to manage, even in the next 10 years. Me, I don't like my uncle. He didn't take me to school. I was thinking about it a few days ago. That you know what, even if I, I didn't leave my parents' house until my wedding day, but let me tell you one thing. I think some of us matured at a, at a very tender stage. We became very responsible at a very tender age. You know, we would have money, and then you remember you have to buy bread for home. We would have money, and you remember you have to give something to your parents. Mommy, you are going to top up these 50 quarters, you buy me an email. So you have to become responsible. Maturity is not attached to age, but decision. You can be old, but still immature. You can be young, but still mature. So tell your neighbor, choose to grow up. Become responsible today. They don't work. Take responsibility for your own life. Accept that your life is your life. There is a reason why it is called your life. Take responsibility for it. Get your attention off people. And become responsible to work towards your own progress. This is something that is very hard for many people to do today. Some people would rather blame others for their own failures. For their own misfortunes. Now, this is a quote that God gave me. Blame game is the end game for many people out there. Tell your neighbor, blame game is the end game for many people. 
Blame game is the end game for many people. They always look for someone to blame. They always look for someone to blame. Yes, they can they can advise you concerning what to do in your marriage, but at the end of the day, who makes a decision? It is you. So when your marriage fails, you will not say, Dipo, I'm not cheating, man. When they were they were pressuring you to do something. Why didn't you say no? Even don't have a Munawako, but my neighbor, the other Borokuza, watched a movie about Munawako. You are the one that is a member of a particular ministry, and you allowed someone to snatch you out of the ministry because they told you your man of God is a certain, there is something not straight about your man of God. And when we church, the next thing that happens is that you find yourself a very committed follower in fellowship with non-believers. And you now begin to say, Take responsibility for your own life. People who are not responsible, they go around looking for someone who is going to accept responsibility on their behalf. Looking for someone that they are going to blame. Galatians 6 verse 5. You can write it down. The Bible is very clear. Galatians 6 verse? 6 verse? Instead of 5, 6. Just start from 6, 5. Galatians 6 verse 5. The Bible says, Each person must be responsible for himself. It's the scripture, huh? Each person must be responsible for himself. I'm not saying we must become selfish, but the context, the context of this scripture is to remind us that we need to begin to accept and take responsibility for our lives. We are not going to condone blame game for as long as we live. You have a free will to decide which direction your life will take. Deuteronomy 30, verse 15 and 19, God is saying today, I am giving you a choice. There is life and Death. Choose what you need to see in your life. And God says, choose life that you may live. There is nothing who chooses. There is no one who chooses death and lives. Deuteronomy 30, verse 15 and 19. So we live in a society that basically believes and says, none of your problems are your fault. None of your problems are your what? Haven't you noticed that most of the things that go wrong, even in the country, we are not going to accept. You've seen how bad our roads are. Who are we blaming? The government. It's the government. It's HH. Even the drainages that we have blocked on our own. We are going to look for who to blame. Now, if you to cancel our two, cancel next election. We are always looking for who to blame. And then, when when something has been given to us, we don't want to take care of it. There are people when they start renting, uh, maybe somebody's property, socket. I don't know the name. Out to me for hundred. Masoke tiana, sisa kwa ya zwa nabwa wa hii kapuwa njaye. Mbwela mchekinge inapia. 
They should buy you a socket. Take responsibility. In that moment, if you are occupying that house, I have heard there are some people at Orobaubiapiafuguaguguyanahandot. Hey, Jaman, you want to walk with us? Come show us how you can so we live in an environment that loves to blame others. We want to blame our parents, we want to blame our siblings, we want to blame our leaders. We blame, even when we were in school, we blamed our teachers for our own downness. For our own lack of concentration. Because We will never be successful in life. We will never make our year count and our lives count generally if we don't take responsibility for our own lives. I came to learn that there are three kinds of people. Number one, there are those who accuse, the accusers. Those who love to find who they can accuse. And number two, there are those who love to make excuses. Number one, I said there are those who love to do what? Accuse. They will look for someone they can point. Number two, there are those who love to make excuses. These are called excusers. Then number three, there are those who love to choose to make a difference. These are called choosers. Ask your neighbor, which category do you belong to? You will notice that number one and two is talking about one and the same people. Number three is different. Accusers are the ones who have to make excuses. Choosers are those who choose to make a difference in the face of excuses and accusations. You want punish to keep accusing people or making excuses. Choose to move on. Take responsibility for your own life. Proverbs 22 verse 13. Proverbs 22 verse 13. You can write that one down. The Bible says, TLB, the lazy man is full of excuses. Excuses do not show how wise you are, but how lazy you are. What is laziness in simple terms? Laziness is wanting things to happen with zero effort put in. <laughs> you want your life to change without you doing something to change it. You are lazy and you must be crazy. Yes. The lazy man is full of excuses. I, he says, I can't go to work. If I go outside, I might meet a lion in the street and the lion will kill me. The Bible. There are people who look at the weather and they say, My own money could come Ask me, my estimate. When I'm down, so. And then you sit home the whole day. Which one is better? Getting soaked and doing something and staying in and doing nothing. <laughs> so don't be lazy at the expense of your destiny. 
I'll never forget the first sermon that God gave us. God reminded me this morning. I think it was around 0304. God reminded me that our first sermon set a foundation for the kind of people that God was going to raise in this ministry. Do you remember our first sermon title? Stop making excuses. Start executing. So you can choose to execute. You can choose to make excuses. So number one, I said accept and take for your own for your own life. Alright. Okay, let's go to number two quickly. Move from the I can't mentality to the I can mentality. You have to move. Some of you, what is keeping you in one place? It is because you are always telling yourself, I can't. I can't do this no more. I can't manage this. I cannot go back to school. I cannot do business. I cannot fall in love. I cannot trust someone. I think someone is trying to. Yeah. So move from the I can't mentality to the I can mentality. I'm sure we have heard so many times that a battle is either lost or won. Where? In the mind. The moment you tell yourself, I can't, you have lost it. Even before, you've lost before you try. You've lost before you start. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Good news translation. Proverbs 4, verse what? 23. The Bible says, Be careful how you think. Be careful how you think. For your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think, for your life is shaped by your thoughts. Some people have failed their interviews even before they walked in that interview room. Some people have failed their exams even before they attempted. They told themselves, I can't do this. So even when they were looking at questions, because their, their brain was already defeated, it could not generate answers. There are people who have told themselves, why can't they start reading the Bible today? And then, you are even foolish enough to say, I told you the Bible is for a busa. I know, the word of God is for every child of God. And then, if you count the things you read on social media and put them in, the volume of what you do on social media, we even be, I don't know if it's how many pages of the Bibles. <laughs> All the versions in the world put together, that's what you do on a daily basis. Comment by comment, you, you are, I, I see some of you even say, me, I'm in the comment association. You can't, you're not commenting in the church group, but you're in the comment association. You can't even mention someone when the sermon is going on, like right now, and then You've seen on social media where it comes as suggested video, okay? Mm -hmm. Suggested. And then you see there is a daughter in church mentioning someone, come and see. And then you say, wow. Uno. <laughs> Let's be serious. Stop saying, I can't, and start saying, I can. Philippians 4, verse 13. The Bible says, I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me. In Numbers 20. <laughs> Is it numbers? Where did they go to spy out the land? Numbers 13. Huh? Numbers 13 yes, yes, numbers 13. Before I finish, I said numbers 20. I was thinking I was going to quote numbers 23, verse 19, but it talks about something else. So, numbers 13. When they had gone to spy out the land and they came back, there were about 12 of them, the leaders of the 12 tribes. And 10 of them were negative. They said, we cannot because there are giants there. So they were saying the problems there are bigger than what we can afford. And you know what Joshua and Caleb said? They said, you know what? We are well able. You don't need the majority to tell you you can. So that tells you in this world that we are living in, the world is full of losers. We are very few people who believe they can win. You are coming from a family where a lot of people have not met it. And then some... Your own mind will, be, will start asking you, if your siblings failed, if your parents failed, what makes you feel you can make it? Be very careful. The majority isn't always right. God doesn't need the majority. He needs the faithful and the committed. So start telling yourself, I can. Even if your circumstances around you are telling you you can't, tell yourself, I can do this. Now, Philippians 4, 13, I told you, I was forced to download this Bible this morning. JB Bible. Okay? JB, which is Jerusalem Bible. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Jerusalem Bible. It's, called, it's also called Catholic Bible. I, I love it. I love the vision. It really helps when you are, you know, when you're studying, you've got to use several versions. It's really helpful. And then look at how it puts. If you want, go and download it today. You are going to love it. It says, Okay, I'm looking for it. Aha, uh -huh, it says, There is nothing I cannot master with the help of Christ who gives me strength. Mm. So, there is nothing I cannot afford to not do. There is nothing I can fail to do as long as Jesus is helping me. You know, when we look at the letters that make up the word grace, C, we said, stands for Christ's strength. That is courage. Our strength this year has to be in Jesus. If you can't do it on your own, depend on the strength that Jesus provides for you. Let's go to number three, which is our second last. Number one, I said you need to accept and take responsibility for your own life. Number two, you have to move from I can't to the I can. Tell yourself I can do this. Tell yourself I can go to school. Let no one lie to you. For example, we have a lot of people that uh, demonize law because many people fail at ZI. But have you ever thought about it? that if maybe 12 people make it of 250, you can actually be among the 12 that make it. It's possible. Those are human beings, you can also make it. Don't limit yourself. But, but, the voice is just too loud. And then, 
You must decide what is important and distinguish it from what is not important. You must decide what is important. You must be able to clarify, you must be able to classify what is important and distinguish it from what is not important. Okay, we must differentiate. There are first someone I've seen there, there is a guy I forgot to call him. We must decide, we must classify, we must clarify what is important and distinguish it from what is not important. Look at that. So that tells you and I. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome, madam. Thank you. Good to have you. Um, we must be able to tell what is important in our lives. important Then we must distinguish it from what is not important. If you want to make this year count for you, be able to know what is important and run with it. I said, number one, if you want to make your account, you have to accept and take responsibility for your own life. Number two, you have to move from the I can't mentality to the I can. Mentality. Don't tell yourself you can't when Jesus says you can do all things. So number three, we are talking about how you can decide what is important and distinguish it. The Bible says you are permitted to do all things, but not all things are what? Yes, we can all watch movies. We can be in all places that we feel like. But is every movie beneficial? Is every place beneficial? No. We can have many friends, but is having a lot of friends beneficial? No. So you choose what is important and what is not important. Now when God says in Genesis 1 that let us make man in our own image, that tells you that he has given man a free will. He has given man the ability to choose. So you choose what you can entertain and what you can push away in your life. What makes us different from animals is that we have got the power to choose. We have got the power to decide what we can entertain and what we can't. So we, we must come to a point where we stop for a moment, we begin to think about our lives, we write down what we need to get rid of, what we need to, where we need to make adjustments, where we need to improve, and so much more. Sometimes we just need to look at our lives and decide who we are going to disconnect from and who we are going to connect to. Not all connections are meaningful. I always say this, some people were on fire for God until they entertained people that put out their fire. 
Maybe some of you have never done this, but I'm encouraging you today. I'm encouraging you and reminding you today. Go and sit down. Think about what is important and run with it. You cannot be awake at zero two and all you are doing is looking for 2023 20, new movies. <laughs> wow, you can't wake up to play in the night. Choose what is important. Some of you, you have read more movies than, than, than chapters of the Bible. Imagine if that time you spent on movies was spent in the way that in the closet. You would have become the baby in of our time. <laughs> the Catherine Kuman of our time. All I'm trying to say is that we must decide what is important. Any entertainment that doesn't make you better is toxic. Don't entertain yourself at the expense of your own growth. Make sure as you are entertaining yourself, you are also growing and becoming better. Some of you, you watch comedy. I've discovered there are some believers who watch comedy videos more than they watch sermons. They will be there just okay. After you laugh, you laugh and laugh and laugh. What has happened? You must ask yourself that question. You are even a top fan of these uh, comedians we have in Zambia. <laughs> Which other comedians do you have in Zambia? <laughs> no, is it that log logic? Logic is a comedian, right? Yes, we have logic. Uh, yes, all these guys. Maza. Yes, Maz, yeah, Melo. Maza is which one? The guy who would Oh, I don't know. Oh, that guy is a believer. I think I came across something, he's a believer. And then, you are updated. You know how you know these things? Huh? Now imagine when you say, and the Bible tells me, in the book of, people will be quiet. <laughs> So we need to choose and decide what is important. It's very, very important that we do that. We can't just automatically do what is important until we clarify what is important. Let's not talk about what is important until we know what is important. It is your values that will determine your vision in life. What do you value? It is your desires that will eventually lead to your direction in life. Many people have never made up their mind to choose what they want to see in their lives. Because they are aiming at nothing, because they are not having personal, a personal examination of where they are and where God is taking them. May I suggest two or three things that we need to focus on this year? Number one, focus on your relationship with God, your personal relationship with God. Ask yourself, where do I need to be with God at the end of the year? What am I going to do in order to have an intimate relationship with God? Number two, focus on investing on your relationship with your family, your parents, your siblings, your spouse. It's very, very important. How are you going to become better child? How are you going to become a better husband, a better wife? How are you going to become a better brother or sister. Look for ways that will help you become a blessing to your family. And number three, you also have to look 
simple ways that will help you to become a blessing to the church, the body of Christ, to the people around you, brothers and sisters. How are you going to be committed to church this year? How are you going to be a blessing to your brothers and sisters, even just the people around you? Don't just have people who are sucking from your life. Have people that are also ministering to you. I remember at one time some blessings was teaching us and they said, one of the things we need to uh, consider when choosing friends, we need people that we minister to and people that minister to us. So don't just have friends for the sake of it. I, I always say this, before you can count your friends, let's sure you can, you can count on them. Don't just count, that is my friend, that is my friend. Are you able to count on them? If you have a problem at 0-3, can you call them to pray for you? Can you call them to help you with a thousand? Or maybe you have someone that just tell you. <laughs> Choose your friends wisely. <laughs> That's our last point for today. Allow me to remind you. If you want to make this year meaningful, accept and take responsibility for your own life. No one will come and change your life. God has confirmed. Maybe this year we might finally start writing. I'm not writing per se, but we might start publishing. I think that's the right term to use. One of the books I will write is Things God Cannot Do For You. As powerful as God is for you, uh, as powerful as God is, He will never pray for you. He will never pray on your behalf. As powerful as God is, He will never read the Bible on your behalf while He's blessing you. There are things you have to do on your own. Then, as you are doing them, you are actually inviting more of God in your life. Are we clear on that one? So, I said take responsibility. Number two, what did I say? Huh? Move from the I can't what? To the I can. Stop telling yourself you can't. That's why you're failing. Be positive. Have faith that you can do it. Number three, I said you need to begin to clarify, classify. Decide what is important and distinguish it from what is not. There is no way you're just going to leave your place and walk all the way to garden side three. Just go and get serious. <laughs> As you mature in the Lord, you realize certain things are not worth it. What is point number four, which is our last today? Don't keep waiting for the perfect time. Don't keep waiting for the perfect conditions, for the perfect circumstances. Tell your neighbor, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. So in order for us to make the best out of our tomorrow, we have to utilize the gift we have got today. Today is history, meaning it is gone. The time that we have is now. Second Corinthians 6 verse 2, the Bible tells us salvation is when? Now. Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells us faith is when? Now. 
Salvation means a lot of things. Salvation is healing. Salvation is deliverance. Salvation is justification. Salvation is actually prosperity. So, if we want to prosper, it is now. If we want to make a decision to make our lives better, the time is now. Stop waiting for the perfect condition. If you want to start reading the Bible, the time is now. If you want to work on your prayer life, the time is now. Yeah, that's the thing. Why did I say yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery? We are not guaranteed we will see the next hour. There are many people that died before the next moment arrived. They said, when I get to Lusaka, this time around, I'm going to give my life to God. I heard someone early this week on Monday that told me, man of God, in fact, not Monday, it was on Friday, 30th of December. Okay, 31st was Saturday, not so. And that person told me, man of God, I thank God that person is still alive. And that one was a man of God. He is a man of last. If not, if she is left, boss, Chabe, next time next year, that one is actually damaged. You know what I did? That's what I said, God preserve you. Preserve you. So we are not assured that we will see tomorrow. We have today that is a gift to us. Tell your neighbor, do it now. Beloved, those three words can change your life. Start now. How many things did you say you start five years ago? You've never started even today. I said procrastination is a major sponsor of failure and frustration in life. Some of you are still single today because you never said hi to that beautiful girl. <laughs> Something was in you was telling you on a bus, just say hi. And you kept on looking at her. <laughs> and I'll look at you today. <laughs> Glory to God. Faith is a risk. If you and I keep waiting for the right situation, the right conditions, the right circumstances, they will never come. Why? We don't live in a perfect world. That's why it's called life. I always tell people this, life is unfair, but God is faithful. Life will just bring our way unexpected things. So stop waiting for your conditions to become perfect. They will never be. We need to decide to start doing things now. We don't wait for things to happen. You start making things happen. Let's read our last scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. The Bible says, I'm reading using Living Bible, TLB, the Living Bible. If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. If you wait for perfect what? You will never get anything done. And this same chapter tells us that he that looks at the weather will never plant. Farmers will tell you, sometimes they will have to be working, they will have to be plowing while it's raining. They will not stop doing what they're supposed to do because of the clouds.
signs for waiting for a sign are long gone. You'll see the sign whilst you're working. Have you observed that Elijah didn't wait for the sign for him to start praying? He prayed his way into seeing that sign. <laughs> he kept on praying. And he kept on checking, uh, telling his servant to check. How many times? Seven times. He kept on checking. And now his servant is a and Elijah said, I'm going to keep praying. Go and check again. Go and check again. Until the servant came and said, I saw a cloud as small as a fist forming. And Elijah didn't wait for something big to be there. He said, you know, that small cloud will cause rain on the whole land. Small activities are what will bring big change in your life. What you're doing on a daily basis is what is determining what your life is becoming on a daily basis. So learn to start now. It can be reading your Bible, it can be praying, it can be that business. We have heard how, for example, we're talking about young fellows today. The guy has told us that his business will take much, whether you believe it or not. But all we can say, we cannot ascertain the truth in maybe the ten watcher, but what we can learn is that he started small. That's the truth. He started small. And I believe, I think from what I've noticed, they're using his brand mainly for franchise now. Because I don't think he owns all those shops. I don't think so. I think that's what they're doing. You know what a franchise is, right? Eh? Like, even Hungry Lion, I, I hope you know that Hungry Lion is not one person. You can actually build and just tell them, uh, I have this uh, building, you can bring Hungry Lion here, they'll just come and inspect, then they'll give you their products. That's how they work. Just like ShopRite. ShopRite is a group of companies. The things you buy in ShopRite do not all belong to ShopRite. So it's different companies that bring their stuff, they get their command, and they have a profit here. That's how it is. So what I'm trying to say is that you have to embrace the blessing of starting small. Starting small is not a problem. Remaining small is. So there are a lot of people who have missed out on life because they were waiting for the perfect conditions, the perfect time. And some of you are saying, I want to make the most out of this year. I want to make this year meaningful. But I'm here to remind you, it won't just automatically happen. The fact that your man of God declared, this is your year of the supernatural. The supernatural will not just fall on you. Tell your neighbor, it comes with the cost. The fact that they declare it's going to be the air of favor. There are some things you can do that can disqualify you from getting that favor. So what I'm trying to say is that we have to do something about it. Are you going to be an accuser? Are you going to become an excuser? Are you going to become a chooser? The choice is yours. But as for me and everybody in this place, even those online, we choose, number one, to take responsibility for our own lives this year. We choose to move from the I can't mentality to the I can mentality. We can do all things because Jesus is 
with us. And by the grace of God, this year, we are going to stick with what is important. Whatever is unnecessary, we are getting rid of it before it gets rid of us. And number four, may the Lord help us to make good use of our time. We will never wait for perfect conditions. We will make our conditions perfect by starting. I want us to be upstanding. I want us to pray. We are going to thank God for the word. And I want us to pray. We say, Father God, this year, I'm not just believing for a better year. I am going to become a better person because I will do things differently. In Jesus' mighty name, shall we pray? Father God, thank you. Give me the praise, give me the honor. Yeah. Mm -hmm.